I don't. I haven't actually read through it because it's very large and unwieldy. But well, so are you on my end. So yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Hopefully, it goes away eventually. We sound pretty funny. As many as they can get away with. So, is there any of that we wanted to restate for the record? Uh, I don't know, but I'm uh, scrolling through Facebook. I know, bad podcaster, but we haven't actually started. And I just came across a, an article that says that. J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter's Mrs. Weasley, Julie Walters, were recently honored by the on the Queen's birthday honor list. Honors list. Oh, so what does they, that mean? I don't know. I'm looking it up right now. Sorry, folks. It turns out that uh, my recording equipment uh, decided that it didn't want to work anymore, so I had to upgrade. So hopefully, we won't have any more crazy bubbling if in this episode. Well, no more crazy babbling than we're used to. There's something weird going on. Oh my. We need search and rescue for Skype. Well, I mean, come on. We've got two Hufflepuffs here. You could just go find them. <laughs> You've got three now. <laughs> what have you done, Alex? You're calling people. Don't call strangers. <laughs> oh dear. Wow. I. You almost have ruined Charlie to tell for me there. <laughs> And I told Alex, you are not welcome in my bed with squirrel breath. Who dares enter my chicken bones? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that again? <laughs> Who dares enter my chimbas? <laughs> Save yeah. that for something it totally needs to do for you. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I think she just replaced Scott. <laughs> Sex and snorkags. Awkward. Google I have Google is food. Always useful. Okay, Google food. I, have, came I was out having fun. Well, wow, that's oh. always good, too. We're not fun anymore. You're a different kind of fun. <laughs> you don't want it to be the same kind of fun. I was say, I don't want to know what kind of fun <laughs> you were having. <clears throat> and that's all we're going to say about that, because... <laughs> we don't want to know what you were doing. Now you're just making it seem even worse. <laughs> <laughs> you are evil. She's just trying to separate church and state, it's all. Doing the Ryan thing. Oh, did you want to hear my stupid story? Yes. <laughs> I know you did something because you sent me a message and was like, do I have a story for you? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> broke a lot of memories and I'm thinking oh shit me and my oversharing <laughs> you do like to do that she flews the headmaster's office and Albus says good evening Minerva is there a problem Albus I have an unconscious death eater tied up in my office now Minerva I'm sure Severus was just <laughs> <laughs> because we were slightly off topic <clears throat> Topic us? Oh, never. Never. No, not at all. How dare you, Sue? How I dare know, you? I know. We're in depth when we're not on top. Lockhart leaves before Harry and Ron can come out of the closet. And gave me some big brassy balls. Well, you know, <laughs> we have to have balls. That's what we do. I thought I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Bloody buggering hell. <laughs> Bloody Merlin's galloping gargoyles! (laughs) I hate being responsible.
I'm Sue, and he's Scott, and she's Mooney, and my recording has died, so we don't have the regular intro. But we've got Trisha. Hang on. Say hi, Trisha, because we just introduced ourselves and then stopped, so we'll see what happens. (laughs) Okay. It's Monday. Yay! Woo! We are recording the last, hopefully, episode of Becoming Neville, and we are on chapter 24. Here we go. Should we stop and make sure it's really? No, I just did. Okay. Oh, okay. So we should be good. And I and it I re- was so fast, and I didn't know it. Redid it to make sure. Still on mm-hmm. Skype. Still on hijack. Still on. Okay, I think we're good. So they are heading down the hall towards the residence ward. They're passing the nurses' station. Nurse Nettlethorn is mad because he. Nurse uh, Nettlethorn needs to be- get something out of her butt. Yes, she does. Yeah, we don't really like her. No, not at all. I compared her to Nurse Ratchet in the last one. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Although and I've never actually seen that either. But She's calling Neville ungrateful boy and, you know, getting poor you know Dr. What? Deadwood or whatever his name is. Driftwood. Driftwood. That's it. See, I'm channeling the other doctor. Um, <laughs> Driftwood, Deadwood. Eh, same difference. Yeah. Dr. Chatterbug. Chat- yes, Dr. Chatter- Chatterbug. Chatter- it could be Edgecombe. Could be Edgecombe. It could be. You never know. So, uh, isn't there a TV show called Deadwood? Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. Set in the American West at some point, and people like to swear a lot. That's about all I know about it. Mm-hmm. It's weird. So they, uh, Neville glares at her and says, "I wish you'd get sacked." And they kind of ignore her and go in. <laughs> and they find his mother teasing out the single strands of hair and twisting them around her finger and pulling them out. And he's like, "No, mom, don't do that." Ow. And he goes to <laughs> get me. some. Harry goes to get some crayons and paper mm-hmm. as a distraction, and Neville shows Frank his new wand that he got. And says, oh, Mister Olivetter remembered you, and um, he takes it out and waves it a little bit. And his mum tries to take it, and he says, "No, no, you can't do that." And Don't touch. She doesn't seem to react well to that, so he puts it away again. Yeah, I have expected her to react very badly to a wand. Just because of the Cruciatus, but I'm sure that the Mediwitches and stuff use wands too, so they're probably fairly used to it. And they start coloring, and uh, Harry's drawing Hedwig because he's only good at owls, and Neville is trying to draw Trevor, but it doesn't work very well. But he adds some flies, and then he thinks that looks even worse. But his mother is coloring and then scribbling over it, and all of that. And to me, it sounds like one of those black line drawings, you know, you used to do as a kid. You'd color really hard with green and then you'd color really hard with yellow and then you'd color really hard with purple and you'd make all these lines. And then you'd Mm -hmm. color over all of it with black. and then Black paint and you'd scratch it. Black paint or black, yeah, crayon and then you'd scratch it off and then it would be all black but the colors that you did underneath it would pop through where you scratched it off. That's what it sounds like to me. Mm -hmm. I've seen arts done in kind of that style, where, Mm -hmm. but it's like pages that are made that way, where it's just white and then there's black ink kind of on top of it. It's almost like old-style carbon paper, Mm -hmm. and then you use scratching implements and make art in white. Right. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of just a fun thing. So she has drawn a stick figure. With a woman of a woman with long black hair sticking all around her head. I wonder who that is. I know, and he doesn't get it. No, and I'm sitting there going, Neville, you idiot. She just you have a portrait of her in your, your house. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a stick figure. I mean, it doesn't look anything really like Bella, but we know it's going to be Bella. And she's muttering to herself, hide, 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 must hide the baby, hide the baby, hide, hide. And all of a sudden, Harry realizes what she's drawn, and she, he's like, hey, that's it. He's like, don't say the name. Hide the baby. She's, please, Harry, stop. Don't say anything. And then Driftwood walks in, and Neville's trying very hard to stand up to him, but he doesn't take Neville seriously at all. Okay, whose yes. bright idea was it to send them in their son's adult? Well, I think that they're, they went to go get adults to kind of take over, but, uh, yeah, it is kind of weird. I think they were thinking nothing would happen right away, and that Harry and Neville could make a lot of noise if something started to happen, but, yeah. Yeah. Snape went to go talk to Dumbledore about setting up the watch, and... Remus went to go get... He went to go get, um, what's-her-name to taste any of the medicines or potions that came in. Ah, yes. Yeah. Uh, what did he get? Uh, I can't remember what her name is. Emily she Vance, yeah. Well, she can, she can test it and figure out if it's really what it's supposed to be. Yeah, she's the one order member they have that's working in St. Mungo, so she can watch to make sure Driftwood doesn't try and sneak something into their meds, mm-hmm. and then. Oh, she's testing it. I thought you were saying yeah. she's tasting it. I'm well, like the poor woman. Well, yeah. Is it it's like the canary thing you take down into the, the thing? It's, it's her it's like, and she kills Well, she all. didn't die. Okay. <laughs> it's good enough yeah. to drink and eat. Well, that's what they used to do in olden times with the king, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah had your poison tester. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they didn't die, then you were all right to eat. Yeah. Best job in the world until it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. That totally makes it sound like humanitarianism. <laughs> so Neville's I'm like, sorry. you're not touching my parents. And he's like, visiting hours are over. You boys are going to have to leave in a minute. And Neville's like, you try to get us off these premises. And Harry uses Reader Skeeter, Rita Skeeter yeah. which I absolutely adore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Daily Prophet would love to print that. The Longbottoms are heroes. And besides, I have a good friend you might have heard of. Yeah. She loves to print anything about me. Mm-hmm. And, and my causes. Mm-hmm. And he says the name Voldemort, and Driftwood is like... <laughs> Don't <Yeah>. say that! <gasps> and like, why not? Voldemort, Voldemort, Voldemort! Actually, he doesn't do that, but if <laughs> I was Harry, I would. <laughs> I would, man. It's making me it think of Princess like, Bride. Mm-hmm. It was just like me trying to wanted to give you more num- like letters and stuff like that, just to mm-hmm. see if you would mess up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was already messing up, but thank you. They told me they told me not to. I'm I appreciated it. I was listening to you the whole time, even though I was concentrating on the other. So you I know what you were up to. I was trying very hard to get this to work since we were all Daleks, and knock on wood, it seems to have cleared it up. So hopefully, spending twenty five dollars for the podcast was what we needed to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, and good. that beat the $50 that it was trying to ask me for in the beginning. So that's all right. Oh, good. Huh. There you go. I love a savings. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to be doing now a you're lot of that think if, of my, Galaxy Quest. if my job comes through. Yep. And Driftwood is kind of trying to, well, he says he's insisting on examining her and then notices the picture. And mm-hmm. Harry says, hey, do you recognize who that is? And then Driftwood looks at Neville and says, do you really think you really want them to remember five days of Cruciatus? No one would want to remember that. Mm-hmm. And some yeah. secrets are meant to stay hidden. 
And everything I've done has been to protect your parents. They're safe. And now Neville, yeah, Neville is really shaken up. And he's, yeah, really doubting himself. But then Remus shows up. Mm-hmm. Yay, oh, Remus! And he's glaring at Driftwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's, you know, hide the baby. Hide the baby. And after yeah, Driftwood's gone, Neville says, Mommy, where's the baby? Hide the baby. Where? Where's the baby hidden? But she doesn't answer. And he asks her what the secrets are. And she doesn't really answer that either. Yeah. He's trying to get her to tell him if they would want to remember or not. Mm-hmm. Harry says, don't listen to him. He was just saying those things to scare you. And Neville says, I'm scared already. Yeah, he it doesn't, doesn't need to tell lies to scare me. Oh, what a chapter ending. It gave me shivers. Mm-hmm. And then we go on to a almost happier time because Fred and George have decided to throw them a birthday party at the next order meeting. Oh, God. And, yeah. Do you really want Fred and George planning your party? <laughs> I guess so, it depends on what kind of party George you like. At my party. <laughs> They're fun. Well, I wouldn't yeah. mind having them at the party, but I don't know if I want their surprise gift. <laughs> don't want them uh, planning my well, party. That's why I would have a tester. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you'd need a tester. Or you'd be a canary cream. Pop! Poor Neville. He's used to being a canary cream. That's why he's worried about this whole thing. So he's retreated into the greenhouse because that's the only place he actually has control. Mm-hmm. And he's noticed that when Harry's helping him, Harry just is like a bullet. <laughs> Neville's doing some gardening, and he's enjoying that. And, you know, he can just do things carefully. And if he messes up, nothing drastic is going to happen. It just won't work. And he likes enjoying the plants growing and stretching towards the sun. He likes the scents they give off. And he's thinking about how, you know, he's stretching toward the sun himself, kind of turning 16. And then Fred and George have found him. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no, he actually does. He goes downstairs for dinner. and They're just the first ones to talk. So he's... Yeah, got this call that it's time to go down for dinner. And, and Mrs. Weasley has invited uh, a number of people to dinner. And so he walks down and there's all kinds of people. Waiting of course for, there are. Waiting for a birthday party. Mm -hmm. And Mrs. Weasley has made roast beef because it's Harry's favorite. Because mm -hmm. they're doing a joint party. What about Neville? Neville's chopped liver. Don't, don't forget. Well, he says, Mrs. Weasley knows it's my favorite. I hope you don't mind. And Neville's like, hey, it's always a treat. So, actually, that what? was Remus. But yeah. what, Neville what says it sounds Neville? lovely. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, they didn't really consult him, that? I don't think. That was somebody's uh, car or motorcycle going by somebody's open window. That was me. Okay. But the sad thing is, my windows are not open. <laughs> wow. Oh, dear. So, and Fred and George have requested the triple-decker chocolate fudge cake because mum's mm -hmm. cakes are the best. Yeah. And then... <laughs> and Professor Dumbledore has tricked Snape into showing mm -hmm. up for the party by telling him the meeting is earlier. Right. <laughs> I figured you might actually be on time for once. Oh, you could use a good meal. You're far too skinny. All right, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting and hijacking the podcast. I listen mm -hmm. to a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog? And it's all about dogs. But today, okay. they had two other things. So this one's for you, Trisha. Okay. One oh, of the gals. Actually, both of these are for you. The oh. first one is yoga. Oh, 
It is all about you. The first one is yoga related. Uh, the one lady, there's two ladies that run the podcast. The one lady went and did goat yoga. I've been wanting to do that. <laughs> she said there was like 200 people there and they only had two goats. But it lasted over an hour, and it was hilarious because whenever the goats would come, like six people in the immediate area would stop, and everybody would take your picture when the goat jumped on you, and then they'd promise to take pictures of each other whenever the goats jumped on them. So apparently it was hilarious, but it was uh, a very exciting, and, and they're all into goat yoga now. The second one was, and the reason they got the cat was a long and convoluted story, so I'll just say that the other lady got a kitten. And she's a dog lady, but she's she's learned that she likes cats, and she she lost her other cat unexpectedly. It didn't die; it just returned to a previous owner. And so they went. They were depressed, and they decided to go to the Humane Society just to cuddle with cats because that, they thought that would make them feel better. And of course, they ended up bringing home a kitten. Well, of the course. kitten's name was Severus, named for Harry Potter. And she is not a Harry Potter fan, so they did not want to name the kitten, keep the name Severus. But I totally love what they ended up naming him because they kept it in the Harry Potter theme, but they have no idea that they did. They've named the kitten Rick. Oh. So they went from Severus Snape to Alan Rickman. Oh. And I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so Nice. So totally not meaning to. They they kept it in the kind of the Harry Potter vein. But yeah, it was funny. So I'm sorry, but the Snape thing reminded me of it. Don't lie to me. Yeah, what's a puffle podcast without a tangent a or a few seven? rabbit holes here and there. <laughs> but yeah. Snape Snape. Severus Severus Snape. Rickman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes. Well, if and so when Snape you Snape is there, but sadly Ron cannot, could not come. No. Nope. He's been unwell after some incident lately, and, you know, Remus is staring at his plate, wondering if it's him, uh-huh. having done the whole mind-diving thing earlier. Right, which they did not tell Molly about. Mm-hmm. And then they, Mrs. Weasley brings out the cake, and they all sing happy birthday, except for Snape. Yes. Mm-hmm. And apparently the candles themselves are singing. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, never blow out candles, I'm sure. Okay. Well, they blow Ellie. them out once, and then they relight again and start singing, doing it on my broomstick, mm-hmm. courtesy of the twins, mm-hmm. which McGonagall silences. Yeah. Okay, my next question is, how do they have a triple-layered triple, triple layered chocolate cake when Harry's favorite is chocolate card? Just saying. Mm-hmm. Because the twins have it. more experience about awesome things that Molly can make. There True, you go. but uh, I They already did Harry's favorite with the roast beef, so mm-hmm. not everything has to be his favorite. This is supposed it to be Neville's birthday. Neville's it's supposed to be Neville's birthday. And the thing is, Neville's they just didn't, didn't get a, Yeah, they just didn't, yeah, they didn't ask Neville what any of his favorites were. How rude. Mm. I know. Oh, that's what I've been saying. Just, I mean, poor Neville. This is this is Neville's story. Not I know. <laughs> I read fault against this author. This is this is Neville's story. Yeah, but oh, yes, but this is also accurate to how things were for Neville a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he has to have it now. Yeah, this is his story. Yeah, well, he does get to yell at Ginny about it at one point. I don't know if that was in last well, week's chapters or this week's chapters. What do you do? <laughs> but. Well, 
here we go. We're going to go from Neville and Harry's story to the twins making up stories for them. Because they have taken them to the library and have some of Ogden's famous fire whiskey. And Neville says, I don't think we're old enough. And George says, well, that's an unjust law. If you're old enough to have sex, then you should be old enough to get drunk. Okay. Amen. I'm not even old enough to have sex. <laughs> well, then I guess you're not old enough to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> He thought of Gran, who strongly disapproved of drink except for her own habits, which she said were purely medicinal. Mm -hmm. He'd never quite understood, though, how she expected him to believe that she needed to take so much medicine on the nights when her canasta club met. <laughs> so he takes a sip, and it's just awful. And his eyes it's an water. acquired taste, Neville, dear. Yes. Yeah. A lot of things are acquired taste. And then he says, I'll take some more. Yeah. Oh, bye. So they... They uh, drink for a while, and then Fred and George give them a patented uh, daydream charm, and they get to have a 30-minute realistic fantasy guarantee. I want this. This Me sounds too. like a lot of fun. And so Neville's not sure what he's going to concentrate on, and they tell him that he can either think of something when it starts or think of nothing, and then it will just give him something. And we know that Harry, from the besotted look that's on Harry's face later, is thinking of Ginny. But Neville's... In ways that I'm sure Ron would not appreciate. Or approve of. <laughs> when does Ron ever? <laughs> yeah. Well, especially in this one. And Neville's not sure what to think about. And at first he thinks of Lorian, the girl he met in front of the mm -hmm. Quidditch shop. But then he's like, eh, I don't want to have a reaction like that in front of the twins. <laughs> so... And he gets to be back at his home, and his mother's there, and she's humming. Oh, yeah. And she's looks healthy. She sa he says hi, and she ha says hello back. And then his father's strolling towards them across the grass, and it's very nice. Oh, yeah. Goes on. We're so proud of you, son. Oh, and all of this. And then Bellatrix the Strange shows up. Oh, he kicks her in the head. And, and his, his mother says, "Don't fight her." And Neville's like, I'll stop her. She won't get through me. Don't stop. Don't fight her. It will be a mistake. And he's like, I don't understand. Yeah. Go ahead. And she says, you must be soft as water, hard as the raging flood. Don't fight the curse. And then she casts Cruciatus at him and he tries and it's not, nothing is working. And then he basically passes out. Oh, that's a sucky daydream. Yeah. Mm. Oh. It started out so well. It did. And then he, like, blinks his eyes, and there's great big red blobs above him. And <clears> he he's, feels like he's on a merry-go-round that's spinning, and it mm, turns out those kid. red blobs are the twins. Mm. And they get him back up on his feet, and he <laughs> feels like he's going to puke. <clears throat> we have puking here, I can't here, pronounce Trisha. it, but um, yeah. there's... Um, it's like, oh, someone's speaking to him. This calls for a response. And he sagely replies, and she just mashed some letters, and mm -hmm. they're like, hmm, uh, right, okay, let's get him up. <laughs> yeah. And, and they ask him if it's better, and he says, yeah, maybe, sort of, a little bit. Not uh, really. Yeah. You went a little wonky. Like, it and... would appear a fire whiskey and our daydream charm do not mix. <laughs> uh, duh. Yeah, really. What did you dream about? Lots of things. Not sure exactly. Water. Yeah. And they levitate him, <laughs> levitate him down to his bed. And he feels like 
he's got bits and pieces of himself that are falling off and there, and he feels like he's got three arms and two legs and three heads and all of this stuff, and he Thank finally God. realizes that ass tripping. it's just the twins here and there. So mm-hmm. he's, yeah. And they jump him on his bed and say, don't tell anybody, especially our mom. How did nobody, like, come to investigate? They're not like, oh, God, the boys are all alone. Ah, the Order members, they're fine. They're fine. And then he has an even more jumbled version of this dream. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes he's sitting next to Lorian. Sometimes Snape is threatening with Cruciatus. Then it's Gran, and then... Uh, his mum would throw Scrabble chips at him and say, Tincture is spelled with a T, not an S. <laughs> Which is a thing for Snape said to him in yep, the last earlier. side of chapters. And eventually he starts having a new dream. And it's very dark. And there's muffled voices. And then eventually he starts hearing what's going on. And we can kind of realize that he's unlocked some memories that he didn't used to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Remus wakes him up because he's been having this nightmare. Yeah, he's screaming. And Neville says, yes, I'm fine. It was just, you know, a regular nightmare. It was dark and I couldn't move and talk. Remus like, I've had that one. I hate it. It's all about feeling helpless. And he finally calls, goes back to sleep, but it takes a long time. And then in the morning he wakes up and he's not very improved from the night before. No. Yeah, but he's better off than Harry, who is throwing up for the fourth time. Mm-hmm. Poor kid. Yeah, hold yeah. his liquor. And Remus is like, I hope there weren't any drugs involved. And he says, no. no. That's all right, then. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy Remus. Gotta love him. He goes back yeah. to his newspaper. Yeah. Harry comes back. I wish I was dead. Neville wants to know what happened when Harry came out of the daydream charm, and Harry doesn't remember. Mm-hmm. He does remember what he dreamed about, but he doesn't really want to tell Neville. And Neville says, oh, for me, it was my parents. And mm-hmm. Harry's kind of disappointed. Yeah. And Neville says, I had this weird nightmare last night. Did I wake you up? And Harry's like, no, why? And he's just like, well, I woke up Remus. And Harry's like, wow, I must have been really asleep. Yeah. And, and he's wondering if maybe it wasn't just a nightmare and maybe it was a memory of some kind. He says, you know, I've always had these nightmares about not being able to move or talk, but last night there was more, and it mm-hmm. felt kind of real, and I could hear people around me and things. So yeah. he thinks maybe it occurs to him that this might have been the night that his parents were abducted. Yeah, and he wants Remus to do the memory charm that he did on Ron on him. And Remus is like, no. And he's like, but maybe. No. And they say... Well, if you don't do it, then Harry's going to try. He's smart. He'll figure it out. <laughs> Harry's like, yeah, yeah, I will. Uh, What charm? What charm? <laughs> yeah, because he's been engrossed in his witch books. <sighs> yeah. So. No, I hate and, to say it, but the first thought that occurred to me reading this was go find his mentor. Mm, yeah. And then that reminded me of the fact that was Neville in their compartment <laughs> when the Dementor came? In, I in don't remember. Two? Because if he, he was like if he if he had been, he would have been probably worse off than Harry because I assume he remembers what happened to his parents. Mm-hmm. That's true. Poor Neville. I know. So <clears throat> Remus agrees. They do to- manage to be determined enough to bowl over Remus, and mm-hmm. Remus is like, uh, "Severus is going to kill me." <laughs> and I'll only and- do this if your grandmother approves. 
Well, at least they did that. Yeah. Yeah. And of course. She says, don't worry about Snape. Nobody can stand up to my grand when she makes up her mind. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the plan. Mm -hmm. And it actually works. She gets, she gives permission for Remus to do the spell, although she isn't really happy about it. And she's hoping that it won't work, is what Neville thinks. But she also insists that Snape should be there as well, because all she knows about Snape is that somebody else told him, told her that this was his favorite class, mm-hmm. which is not true. No, and both Remus and Neville do not want Snape there, and they do prevail. Yeah, so, uh, no, no, he it's more, far too busy. He wouldn't be available to do that. No. <laughs> so this doesn't work as easily for Remus as he does because. These are memories that Neville has from being very, very young, and they're kind of locked and stuff like that. So he's trying to get him to go back, and he's remembering his grandfather. No, we're trying to remember your parents, not your grandfather. Okay, so they try it again. Nope, it's still your grandparents. Let's try again. How about the first time you learned to walk? Okay, that, nope, that's not it. Okay, of course he's not going to remember any of that. Right. So how about the first time you saw Bellatrix Lestrange? Well, all he remembers is being in the Department of Mysteries. So that's not helping. And he's like, all right. So finally he just says, what's the very first thing you remember at all? Mm -hmm. And it's somebody standing around him. He's in bed with this blanket and mommy and daddy are gone and strange people are telling him it's all right. Mm -hmm. And... Then there's a block. Yeah. And yeah. And he finally he says, well, says, try that, remembering the dream. Now you should be able to understand. And he's like, he, he knows he must stay still and he must be quiet. Where are you, Neville? Is something covering your eyes? And he tries to talk and he can't. He, he uses his mouth moves and everything, but nothing comes out. And then Rima said, did somebody say Silencio? Was it Bellatrix? Was it Rodolphus? Was it your mother? Yes. Okay. So then we kind of get, okay, there's banging on the front door. She whirls around. She <clears throat> smells like cinnamon and flour from the biscuits they were making. And she pretty much just sticks him in a cupboard, and he's got a death hold. And so she impedimentas him, and she silencios him, and she leaves him in the cupboard. And I found the, I don't know what the symbolism or what have you, of having Neville and Harry in a cupboard just, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is more of a kitchen cupboard because he's laying on a lumpy sack of potatoes, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like the pantry. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then he realizes, you know, this is, when she shuts the door, this is the darkness that he just has been dreaming about. And then Remus brings him out of it, and he's like, no, no, take me back, I want to see him. And Remus is like, that's enough. And he's like, no, no, you have to take me back. And he's weeping and just drained. I mean, that's what the theory was about Harry and the Dementors, is he wasn't really afraid of them once he realized what he was hearing. Right. He wanted to hear his parents. And he wanted to. It was just like, oh, heartbreak. And, you know, he's he's having all those irrational feelings. Like, if she really wanted to protect me, she wouldn't have left me. And, uh, mm-hmm. If she hadn't, then you would have been killed. And, and before they she noticed yeah. Yeah, that before she left... She gave him some memories. She used him as if he was a pensive. Mm-hmm. Couldn't she have operated them. with him? Not if they put an apparition block on her. 
I suppose. Oh yeah, that's that's right. I don't know if that's canon or not, but yeah. I've read it enough times. <laughs> so, so they've been trying to figure out a way to counter the Cruciatus curse, and they have had, and they had a breakthrough right before the Death Eaters showed up. And those are the memories that she puts in his mind. And so now, when the next order meeting happens, he's going to go in and talk to them about what he saw. <laughs> and Harry's pretty sure Snape's going to freak out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and Harry wants to go, but they won't let him. Yeah, and he's just pacing around and making Neville nervous. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Neville's sort of pacing too. But he's been practicing his speech, so uh, he goes in and he tells them. And Moody yeah. says, I have an idea. If it was top secret, almost nobody knows, but your parents were investigating how to resist the Cruciatus. So that could very well be what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they all go nuts and start talking over Neville about everything. Mm-hmm. And finally he just looks at Dumbledore and says, what about my parents? So they're going to set up another watch over the parents, but he's... And then he's really upset with himself because he should have figured this out a long time ago. And it took Harry finding the word scratched off of the candy wrapper to actually get it figured out. And so he's really upset with himself. And Harry... I wonder how long they've been doing that. I mean, the whole time? Yeah, I think so. Well, only the first time that she's given him one, that she gave him one, or very recently, like, or very, one of the older times that she gave him a wrapper had the, the letters for Driftwood mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. scratched off of it, but all the other ones have been help me. So he's, yeah, he's really affected by the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Understandably. Yeah. And he is going to help his parents, not only for himself, but for Harry, who doesn't have parents that he could can help. Yeah. And, and he has another poor night, mm-hmm. understandably enough. <laughs> Lots of dreams of darkness and not being able to move or speak. And then mm-hmm. Harry wakes him up, and apologizes, and Neville says, it's fine, I wasn't sleeping very well anyway. Mm-hmm. And they open the door, and Snape's there. And he's like, oh, did something happen to my parents? And Snape's like, not everything is about your parents. The world continues to turn, and we need to get the, lab- the laboratory set up. Yes, <sighs> they're doing this ritual at the full moon. Mm-hmm. So. I thought they already did one. They they did the cleaning ritual, but they haven't done the ritual to set up uh-huh. the actual laboratory. So Snape is going with them to Diagon Alley to buy supplies. And... Snape says, do you gentlemen always sleep so late? Half the morning is wasted. And Rima says, the world continues to turn, Severus, which is what he just said to Neville about his parents. So it was kind of funny. Not that rapidly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And we could all do with some holiday. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go to Fortescue's ice cream. And Snape is like, oh, we don't have time for that ice indulgence. Cream, cream, cream for ice cream. That's what I need for my dried out throat is a little ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I may have to do that afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dinner consisted of a little bit of hummus and about ten triscuits tonight, so I'm getting hungry oh. again. Mm. But yeah. and Snape and Remus are having a bit of fun going back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't say no to Sundays. I'm sure if we ask, they could find some ashes and sawdust to put on yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they they're gonna rip the the. Uh, list in half, and 
Neville and Snape are going to go one way and Harry and Remus are going to go the other way and they're going to meet up at Fortescue's for sandwiches if you don't want ice cream in two hours. And off they go. And they walk into the first apothecary. Apothecary. Slug and Jiggers, of course. Yes. And, hey, look, it's Lorian. This happens to be the one she works at. Mm Mm-hmm. And he, she's like, uh, Mr. Snape, Professor Snape, you're a little early, aren't you? We don't usually see you till mid-August. And he's like, well, this isn't for school. This is for something else. And then she's like, Neville! And we find out that she was a Slytherin. Yay! <laughs> yes. And Neville's brain goes, tilt, tilt, good Slytherin, what, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn it, Neville, we exist. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he said, and she's like, "Aren't you a Slytherin?" And he's like, "No, I'm a Gryffindor." And she's like, "Oh, well, okay. well Gryffindors can't be all bad, especially mm-hmm. not someone who likes Tolkien." And it's like, "Yeah, I guess you know Slytherins can't be all bad either." Mm-hmm. And we're not in school anymore anyway, so hey, yeah, it works. Or she isn't at least. So they, she pulls him in the back room, and he's reading off the list, and she's trying to find things, and they're talking as they go along. So we need bat spleens and powdered rumpet horn and all that stuff. They figured out that they overlapped a little at school. Yeah. And then she's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're a Gryffindor? What's your name again? And he says, Neville Longbottom, sweet Merlin, you're the boy that stole the house cup from us. And Neville freezes and his eyes go huge. And she's like, it's no big deal. But, you know, it's one thing to be yeah. defeated by the bloody boy who lived. But somebody that nobody had ever heard of? <sighs> How did yeah. they not know who he was? So, yeah, but and they, she's like, well, that didn't come out right, but, mm-hmm. you know, it was pretty impressive for you. And, hey, good job. You're the one who won the house cup from Slytherin. Yep. So. And he's like, did you know Draco Malfoy? And she's like, Malfoy, a not annoying little blonde git? Yeah, I remember him. Always going on about his ancestry. But doesn't his family only go back 500 years? That's nothing. We go back 2,000 years in my family. Wow, you know. Yeah. He has wizarding roots back in magical Pakistan. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, her employer calls and says, "Hurry up back there!" And so they have to. It's like, oh right, gotta go through the rest of the list. Hurry, hurry, hurry! So they do. We were having some trouble finding the tube worms. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And she gives him her address, mm-hmm. so he can owl her the next time he's coming to Diagon Alley. And seems like Gryffindors and Slytherins aren't known to be friends. Well, you're friends with Professor Lupin, aren't you? And he's like, <laughs> so then yeah. they go down Diagon Alley or down Nocturne Alley, and Neville stops dead. And he's like, "Come along!" And he's like, "But, but my grand says I can't wander down here." And Snape's like, "Well, don't wander. You're Stay with me." idiot kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, you know, grins at him and says, "Don't wander too far. You might be chopped up and sold as a potion ingredient. Yeah, I might be terrible quality. Might have to buy you." Well, that would be bad. So he goes in and he orders some things. And then when they... From Mr. Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. Who stalks very fresh the, supplies. Um, the, um, the banana song scene. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 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 I only just watched that movie... Last year, two years ago, something yeah. like that. Is that um, in Beetlejuice? Mm-hmm. I thought so. It's not. 
I don't know. I've never it seen is, Beetlejuice. Yes. Okay. They, uh, there's a point where um, Go to dinner party. he's possessing the house and makes them all do creepy dances to that song. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. have to look it up. No and to the, the family is named Maitland, so there you go. Hey, hey there we go. Yeah. All the way around. Mm-hmm. So he gets these ingredients and he fishes one out and he says, so tell me about this dandelion root, Neville. And Neville's like, um, sir, are you sure that's dandelion root? Because that doesn't look like a dandelion root to me. Yeah, it's yeah. an asphodel root. It's an asphodel root. But so Snape sort of quizzes him on different things. Mm-hmm. And he, is it a good one? Is it? Why is it good? What are you inspecting are you it for? Are you a good witch or a bad witch? Yeah. Well, I'm a sandwich. <laughs> And so Neville's like, well, it's good color. It's got no holes in it where the bugs have eaten it. It's fresh. If you pinch it with your fingernail, you can see how fresh it is. Well, it's covered in dirt. Is that good or bad? Well, Professor Sprout says you shouldn't wash the roots until you just are ready to use them. Would you use this? I would. <sighs> so. Well, I'm sure I can find a better one. Mm-hmm. So he does. But it is actually yeah. a pretty good root. And he had a hard time not turning green when they got to the dried badger testicles. But... Most people would. And I'm sure they threw that in just for the Hufflepuffs. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then while they're going through the alley on their way to the next thing, Snape pauses by a glass workshop and he's looking around and spots Bellatrix in yeah. an upper story window. And uh-huh. Neville is really good here because he doesn't like draw attention to her and he doesn't he just sort of nudges Snape with the with the packages and Snape's like, Don't be clumsy and he's like, Sir, I just saw Bellatrix so strange And Snape's like, Are you hallucinating? No, she's in the second story w- window above Borgen and Burks and Snape looks in the plate glass window and uses it as a mirror and Neville says, you know, she's drawn the curtain shut. And Snape says, did she see you? And he said, yes. He's like, all right, we got to go, but we're not going to hurry. We're just going to, you know, go, yeah. you know. Just- we'll go to Fortescue's and wait for the re- the rest of them there. And- yes. And then we get Mr. Snape's favorite ice cream. Yes. <laughs> Strawberry phosphate with a scoop of vanilla. Mm-hmm. Okay, that confused me. Is phosphate something else? Soda. He he likes a strawberry soda float, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh! I had to look that up too, but yes, it's it's an old old style phrasing for soda. I was so confused. Another discussion. Yeah. Oh, actually, it sounds really good. So, and and uh, kudos for Neville again here for standing up to Snape because Fortescue's like, "Does the boy want anything?" And Snape's like, "No." And Neville's like, "Yes, I'd like a glass of water, please." It's hot, and I've been carrying all these packages because Mr. Snape won't. And pretty soon, Remus and, and Harry come in, and Snape's like, no Sundays, we have to go. Bellatrix saw Neville, so we got to get out of here. And so they head home, and, and they they flew to Hogwarts first, and then go home, because they know they won't be followed if they go to Hogwarts first. Yeah, but, but, uh, but, but, uh, what? They could still be followed. Yeah, but who's going to follow them to Hogwarts? No, I mean, they know where they are, don't they? I don't think they do at this point. Well, well, all right, let me rephrase that. They know that Sirius used to own the house. But they don't know where Harry and Remus and them are staying. Uh, I guess. All right, all right. So. 
Dang. Okay, it was called phosphate because they used to use phosphoric acid to make the... Bubbles. Uh, oh, good lord. Mm-hmm. That does not sound healthy. Yeah. So Snape stays to talk to Dumbledore, and the other three go back to back home, and Neville's like, Hey, I found out what uh, the funniest thing is when we went to Fortescue's, and Mr. Fortescue's asked Snape if he'd like his usual, and guess what it is? And Harry's like, liver ice cream topped with broken ass, uh, broken glass, and Neville's like, no, strawberry phosphate with vanilla ice cream. And Remus is like, aha, Severus Snape is human after all. And Harry's <laughs> like, ah, he's never been human. Harry is not in a forgiving mood in this no. story. <laughs> not at all. And, yes. and then, of course, Snape shows up, and Remus says, Severus, we were just talking about you. <laughs> Were you? Yes, we were wondering if you were going to plan on staying for dinner. And he says, well, Dumbledore says that I should stay. So that if they do come after us, there's two of us. And Remus is like, great, I'll call Tonks and tell her to bring one more or add one more dinner. And Snape's like, grumble, grumble, grumble. Because Tonks is doing takeout, of course. Mm-hmm. And they... And then he takes the boys upstairs and has them clean the lab even more. Because... Mm-hmm. Have you never heard of dust? <laughs> yeah. Harry's unloading the ingredients to put in different, you know, in the empty jars and put around the laboratory and stuff like that. And finally... Remus uh, comes up with lunch, sandwiches. <laughs> says, don't put it on that table. We don't need crumbs in the ingredients. And Neville suggests they just sit on the floor because mm-hmm. it's been very well cleaned. Yep. And Remus is like, oh, clever, Severus. We'll have a picnic. Snape's oh, like... God. And then... Tonks shows up. Yeah, wants to know if she should bring dinner up and mm-hmm. says Snape vetoes that because they'll have spills all over everything. Yep. So they go back down for dinner. They can't clean it up? No. Don't want to get crumbs in the ingredients. <laughs> oh, I suppose. And along with whatever she was originally going to bring, Remus has put in an order for ice creams, including a strawberry phosphate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, who's the strawberry phosphate for? <laughs> you just know Snape's flesh bright red and his ears are glowing. <laughs> yep, yep, I don't yep. know. I'm not sure if Snape would blush. He might. It's hard to say. Yeah, he might be true. able to control that. But anyway, on to chapter 29. 29. So they come down the stairs the next day, mm-hmm. and, well, Neville comes down the stairs and finds Harry looking dissatisfied out of the room because Snape's still here. My God. <laughs> Why is that Snape still here? And Neville <laughs> says, well, he wasn't so terribly awful last night, was he? And Harry's like, yeah, but Tonks was here. Yeah, well, I guess Tonks does make everything funner. Yes. It'd be nice to have Tonks around most of the time, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. well, except that she'd break everything, so you'd have to unbreak everything. Yeah, well, but they're wizards. Oh, if you have magic, that's all right. Or, that's you true. know, just invest in a lot of Tupperware. <laughs> there you go. Or what have you. Things that bounce. <laughs> oh, boy. And Harry's like, I swear this is worse than living with the Dursleys, which it's not. We know it's not, but there you go. Oh. Harry's a little uh, overdramatic in this story. He is yeah. a bit overdramatic. And, yeah, Snape sighs deeply when they appear. But Remus is like, good morning, boys. Sleep well. Mm. And Neville, so not a morning person, the rest of them. I know. Neville's polite, but Harry's uh, more of a grunter in the morning, I think. Yes. And, Harry would probably get along more with Snape in that sense, but he'd be horrified yeah. by the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. 
And Professor Snape, I'm sure just for his own uh, taste and consideration, has asked the house elves to bring them breakfast because he's tired of toast and witchabix too. <laughs> Soggy witchabix. <laughs> yep. Burnt toast, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So Neville's having kippers and he's very excited and I think there's some bacon in here somewhere and mm, bacon. Mm-hmm. Always helpful. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna start getting ready for this uh consecration. Is that the word is that what that word says? Consecration? Yeah. It's Basically both. yeah they're They've, they've cleansed the room, and now they're making it a good room for, uh, you know, good spell research things. Mm-hmm. I knew the word, but looking at it spelled out, I was like, is that really what that says? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's usually used in religious contexts, but mm-hmm. it works here, too. Yeah. And then the newspaper flies out of the fireplace and bonks Snape, or sends his teacup flying, and he's like, Merlin's beard! What is that? Paper. Mm-hmm. Apparently you could toss the paper through the flue, which I feel like it would burn, but, I mean, it's magical fire, so maybe not. Mm-hmm. Well, the people if that don't were burn, the case, so. then, then the people wouldn't, you know, yeah. that, that the people wouldn't be able to do that. And you wouldn't be able to go into the flue. Yeah. I wonder if there's, like, cases where you don't put quite enough flu powder in, so the edges are, like, singed or something. But I don't really know how flu powder works, so who knows? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I, I like the curse, but uh, I'm reading Melinda's new story right now, and, and this is my favorite curse from Melinda's. Oh, for the love of Merlin's saggy buttocks. <laughs> Merlin always seems to get involved in these things. Poor I don't know. Merlin. He's just, he's got some really sad parts, does Merlin. <laughs> they're just, they're saggy and, oh. I'm picturing him being, you know, up in some other realm somewhere and every time a wizard swears, it's like, what? Oh, them again. <laughs> <laughs> Aw. Hey, at least everybody's still talking about him. Mm-hmm. This is true. So, there's a note written on it, and they unroll it, and it says, see page four, and when Remus looks at it, the color drains out of his face, and he says, Driftwood was found dead in his home yesterday after he failed to appear at work. The ministry is trying to claim it was a heart attack, but Uh Nungo says he was in excellent health, and there wasn't a mark on him. Mm. I wonder what that sounds like. So now Neville's worried about his parents, but apparently mm-hmm. Dumbledore's doubled the watch, and Mad-Eye thinks it was probably Bellatrix. Mm-hmm. So they're going to get Tonks to come over with a pensive and try and retrieve the extra memories in Neville, see if that works. Right. And they want to know when she's coming, and apparently it's not until after six. And I'm like, okay, well, I've got to go find something to do to keep busy. So he and Harry... Head up to the greenhouse. Mm-hmm. And Harry says, you know, when you saw Bella in the in town yesterday, what did she say? And I was like, she didn't say anything. I only saw her through the window. Well, did she do anything? And he's like, yeah, she smiled at me. It's <laughs> <laughs> not good. Oh, well, not at all. Creepy Bella. <laughs> yeah, well, she's always creepy. That's true. Except in time travel fix. Yeah. And even then sometimes. She can be very creepy with her creepy little laugh. And trying to, you know, Neville's kind of beating himself up a bit about 
you know, he saw her, shouldn't he have done something to stop her somehow, but he doesn't really think there's anything he could have done. And no. He wishes there was, but finally Tonk shows up that evening and Neville's all nervous and excited mm. and she manages not to knock anything over. Yeah. She says, are you all ready to clear out your brain? And he's like, uh, I guess. I don't know if I would want Tonk doing something like that to me, given her propensity to knock things over. I'd be afraid she'd do it wrong. But I think Remus is... <laughs> she doing... almost drops the pensive, too. Yeah. I know. Yeah, so she yeah she pulls out her the pensive out of her pocket, and she's, like, tossing it like it's a snitch. And, and Remus is like, don't throw that around. And she's like, I won't drop it. And then she <laughs> starts to <laughs> drop it, and she grabs for yes. it. And I didn't realize when I first it. read this that it was still uh, shrunk down at that point. Uh-huh. So I thought she was like uh, tossing around the full size thing. It makes a little oh, bit more yeah. sense that it's like palm sized. Yeah, it's small. But still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Harry wants to come, but Neville doesn't want him to. Yeah, it's a very personal thing going mm-hmm. into memories. And Neville's not even sure if he wants to see them when they're pulled out, but It seems to work, and he kind of is hesitating about it, and Remus asks him if he wants to look, and he says, well, it'll just be about the curse, I wouldn't understand anything, and eventually he does decide to go, because this is a chance to see his parents Mm -hmm. when they were lucid. Yeah, and younger. Which Mm -hmm. kind of ties into the whole, you know, Harry and the Dementor thing. As much as he didn't want yeah. to be near them, it's basically the only connection he ever had to his parents. Right. And he'd find himself, you know, wanting to hear them. Which is really, really sad. Mm-hmm. So we have Frank and Alice talking, and she's telling her him her idea, and he says, yeah, I see what you mean. It might work in theory. And she's like, in theory? You know I'm right, Frankie. The curse gets power from resistance. No resistance, no power. And he's like, yeah, but we can't test it. No one's going to get hexed with Cruciatus in the name of research. And she says, well, if we tell everybody and the next time the Death Eaters attack us, we just relax and not fight it and see if it works. Well, now I can relax. (laughs) Yeah, sure, that'll help. Just shoot a torture curse at me. Great time to relax. (laughs) Yeah. And then he says, do you really think that you could relax if I were threatened or Neville? And she's like, no, I would fight anyone that sought to hurt you or Neville. Yeah. And so that's probably what happened. Yeah. And it kind of makes it even sadder because they had a chance and couldn't really take it. Mm-hmm. Although it's also possible that it did help some and that's how they're still alive and not just completely burnt out. Right. It's hard to say. We don't really ever get an answer to that. No. Whether no. they managed to successfully employ their strategy or not and obviously it wasn't entirely successful or they would have got away without any ill effects but also they were apparently under it for hours at a time mm-hmm. whatever it was so and we moved to chapter 30 mm-hmm. and the information from the pensive has unleashed a storm of debate among the members of the order of course and yes. so yeah Snape got to view what was in the pensive to Neville's mortification. Mm-hmm. And 
Harry's just not getting the point. It's like, well, of course, if I see Bellatrix the Strange, I'm just going to fight her with everything I have. And, well, yes, but, you know, that's not what... Never mind. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah Har- Harry is um, stuck in a bit of a loop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't move forward very much, although he does eventually in these next couple chapters a little yeah. bit. A little bit. Very little, but he's he's growing just a little. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be fair, he had a very tough year, and he is still only 16, 15, 16, yeah, depending on whether this is past July or not. And they're, so they're making preparations for this ritual, and unfortunately it's happening on the full moon, so mm-hmm. Remus isn't going to be there. And Tonks says a few things I didn't think were necessary, but... So Tonks and Snape are going to do it, and Harry and Neville are going to... Basically, be the prep nurses and hand them things, scalpel, you know, things like that. So, yeah, at least that's the plan. Not in that sense, Mooney. Just I know, tracing. I know. <laughs> and Tonks says, "Well, you know, she I says to totally Snape, go with the intro." <laughs> yeah, that would be a very different sort of story. I don't oh, yeah. know that I've ever seen one of those. I don't think I have either. But she's suggesting that Snape should come up with a cure for lycanthropy because obviously if anybody could do it, he could. Mm-hmm. He's going, well, maybe, but, you know, I have more important things to do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Remus says, well, I better go. You have a long night. Good luck. And and Tonks is like, have fun dreaming of rabbits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they chat about owl results and a few other things for a bit. Mm-hmm. And Apparently, she was a terrible potion student, but it was her favorite class because there was the most chance of explosions of yes. any of them. She liked exploding oh. things. She would get along with the twins. Yeah, yes, she was. Mm. Yes, yeah. movie Seamus particularly. Yeah, and she apparently... apparently uh, Hufflepuff used to run a betting pool on how many points Snape would take from each house by the end of term, but yeah. uh, that has been stopped now. <laughs> And at one point, she set fires to Snape's robes, and she thinks that's hilarious. And he does not. No, I can't mm-hmm. imagine why. She should tell Hermione they're in the club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. so eventually, they quiet down and just get to prepping. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, Tonks hears a noise, and she hears a noise down the sta- downstairs, and she wonders if it's Lupin banging around at the basement, and Get Snape's going, hmm. How could you possibly have heard that all the way up here? Oh, well, never mind. We're busy. <coughs> Foreshadowing. <coughs> uh, nobody needs to check on it. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> uh. Yeah. yeah. You heard him all the way. People. Here? Could he have sca- escaped the basement? Oh, I doubt it. My hearing is exceptionally good, but he must be making such a fess. I bet he misses us. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody thinks to uh, consider that under Wolfsbane, he wouldn't necessarily be making a fuss about things Mm-mm. for that sort of reason. But anyway, they get ready for the ritual and Tonks and Snape start in. And I like this bit that uh, Neville's kind of surprised mm-hmm. to see just how good Tonks is at things. Like she, all her clumsiness falls away when she's working on this high-level magic. She's just flowing from movement to movement, and it's amazing for them to watch, because it's mm-hmm. nothing like what they've been learning in school. 
Yeah, I think it's like a, a person that stutters who also sings. Mm-hmm. You know, they you rarely sing when you stutter. Right, and you rarely stutter when you sing. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, that didn't make sense. But um, yeah, or if somebody that you know, if if they're if you're clumsy or whatever, but there's something that you're really good at, and you get into that zone, then that goes away, and mm-hmm. that's what's happened mm-hmm. here. And Neville himself is kind of like that, although he wouldn't think of it that way. Right. He's, no. You know, when he gets working with plants, he knows what he's doing and he's really good at it. And he's not going to be, you know, dropping the flower pot all over the place because he's confident about it. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, I took Bonnie to the dog park this morning and there was a lady there that I met last Friday and I had my Harry Potter backpack and she's like, Ooh, Harry Potter, I love your backpack. And I said, Oh, yeah, do you like my shoes? And she's like, Yeah, cool. So today she said, Well, what house are you? And I said, Hufflepuff. And she's like, really? And I said, oh, yeah, I'm a proud Hufflepuff. And What the hell is a Hufflepuff? Uh, there was a reason for this story, but now I've lost it. <laughs> wow. This is bad. Something about getting being good at things. And oh, things. she said, you must be good at, at plants because I'm a Hufflepuff. Mm. I thought that was interesting. I said, well, works for you. Does not carry through for all of us. No, I know. <laughs> Hufflepuffs are particularly good finders. And then we have an unexpected interruption. And it's not Harry or Neville that causes the problem. For once. But our dear friend, Bella. Mm, She's good at causing problems, that one. She is. And she has Remus under the Imperius. Mm -hmm. She has Wolf Remus under the Imperius. Such a handy present they left for her downstairs. Look because she has apparently wandered in, despite the Fidelias, which Harry brings up, because she was just coming to see Auntie's old house and didn't realize there was anything there at all. She just wanted a base. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. No, yeah. not entirely, with the way Fidelius is supposed to work. But, you know, the plot says so. <laughs> yep, that's it. There is some wiggle room there, because she would know where... Wahlberger Black's old house would be, but in most of the other fanfic I have read that tries to address this, it would be something like, oh, I should know where that house is, but for some reason I can't recall it right now. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that clues you in that something's been put under Fidelius, if you know to consider that. Right. But uh. we don't have that as a canon thing, and... Fidelis itself changed, you know, three or four times through the course of the books. So, <laughs> so it can be whatever the author wants. Neville uh, shouts at her, "We're not afraid of you." Uh-huh. She says, "Of course you aren't, my dear. Why should you be afraid of your auntie Bella?" Oh boy! I'm going to take you away. We'll have so much fun with my lord. He's so fond of you too, especially after our fun at the ministry. Oh yes, I certainly believe that. Mm-hmm. And Harry throws a Expelliarmus! His favorite spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she is much faster. Yep. Of course she is. Counters it, and then Tonks tries to tackle her, basically, but gets yep. blown against the wall and falls to the ground, and then Bella ties her up. Mm-hmm. And Bella's just like, oh, and then Nifedora, I know you're eager to hug and kiss me, but it'll just have to wait. You know, Tugs is just going. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
and she wants to know what the secret is. And Harry, of course, is like, we'll never tell. And Snape He's just like, tries. Shut up, boy. Yeah. Uh, this kid never learns. Nope. He's not very good at keeping his emotions to himself. That's why he's a Gryffindor. (laughs) Seems kind of strange with his upbringing. You would think he'd learn to draw in, but I I guess he sort of, he does that at the Dursleys, but nowhere else. Mm. I don't know. Or maybe it's just that he spent so much time doing it that he, once he got out of there, he was just like, screw it. Letting everything go. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, Bella is very good at pushing people's buttons. Yes. Yes, and she's doing uh, her best to push them right now. mm -hmm. And he reveals that they know about Driftwood being killed. Mm -hmm. And that they think Oh, yes, and I'm also going to pay a visit to your dear parents, Neville. And he tells her not to touch them. And she says, oh, but I won't have to touch them. That's the good thing about curses. Oh, dear Uh, God, this woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. she tells Harry that he's easy to manipulate, which he is. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Harry goes for the attack, and Tonks is busy stretching her limbs and shrinking so she can try and get out of the ropes. Out of the ropes. And, and Bella says, "I'll trade you information. You tell me what you're, tra- you know, what you're doing here, and I'll not threaten. I'll not curse them. And, well, and if you don't tell me, I'm going to curse your friends here." And yeah, and he's going for her, and he's like, okay, then I'll just curse you, mm-hmm. and Neville dives in the way. Yeah, and he gets hit with the Cruciatus. Pain seared through his chest, racing along his nerves and bubbling under his skin. Youch. And he's trying his best to remember the stuff mm-hmm. that he saw in his parents' memories about, you know, letting it flow and being the water, and mm-hmm. it, it sort of works. Then e. Yes, you know, you must be soft as water, hard as the raging flood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. it always makes me think of Mulan, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not quite the same thing. And he, she stops for a minute and he says, it's all right. And Harry's like, no! And she does it again. Crucio! And he rides above it. Mm-hmm. He fills his working. parents' love filling them and nothing can harm him. And he surrenders. He surrenders to the pain of the curse and his fears and doubts and hopes and fears, and it stops hurting. Yeah. Wow. He releases his wand and lets it fall from his relaxed fingers, and Tonks yells, Akio wand! Is that what happened? I kept missing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's Neville's wand that she uses, because hers Mm -hmm. had gotten thrown away when she was blasted against the wall. I missed that last time, too. Yeah. But... And... You know, oh my God, Neville, are you okay? And Neville's like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Which, unlike Harry, he means it. Yeah. And Harry's like, we have to get out of here. But Bella's blocking the door. And Did he stun her? No, she. So Tonks and Bella are dueling, and then Harry grabs Neville and pulls him away. And then he says, we have to get out of there, but they can't escape because she's blocking the door while she's dueling. Mm. And Snape's over, and he's talking to Remus, and he's got his hand on the great beast's shoulder, and Remus doesn't have his jaws on Snape's neck anymore. We forgot to mention that when Bella came in with Wolf Remus, she set him to attack Snape, which is Mm -hmm. why he hasn't been part of this fight up to now. No, because she knows he's terrified of becoming a werewolf, so she thought that would be great fun to say, Sick'em! Yes, 
that he's been busy using his legitimacy and trying to talk Remus through this because uh, werewolves apparently shouldn't be vulnerable to Imperius. Right. But because he was under Wolfsbane at the time, he was a little bit vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to kind of flip the switch, and eventually he manages to do that, and Wolf Remus attacks Bella instead. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yeah. And he rips out her throat, and Snape and, and Tonks get the boys out as quick as they can, and then Snape says, I have to go back. I can't leave him in there. And well, I would bloody well hope not. No. I can't tell if there's a car coming up my driveway or if it's the neighbor's tractor, but there's an awful lot of engine noise all of a sudden coming through my end. Oh. Mm. Mm. We're not hearing it. That's good. I'm thinking it's the neighbor on the tractor because the other... I chicken sat last couple of days ago, and the lady <laughs> was supposed to bring me my payment today, and she hasn't come yet, so I expect her to show up sometime during the podcast because, you know, that's how things work around here. And so he goes back. He has Tonks take the boys outside the house. <laughs> I can't leave him in there. Well, she must be dead by now. She can't hurt him. And she's, it's not her I'm concerned about, says Snape. Tonks says, okay, but be careful. And he goes in and Remus is is uh, eating Bella, basically. Yay! And so he shouts at the werewolf and tries to get him to come after him. And he sends a spell at him. And tries to get him to come and the werewolf is very intent on Bellatrix and does not want to come and finally he has to really... Basically has to yell at him. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening to too many D&D podcasts because it's making me think of Vicious Mockery, which <laughs> Snake would be really good at. He would be good at that. But yeah. eventually he gets Remus to chase him and mm-hmm. basically throws him let's see yeah, he gets him out of the room and slams it shut the and then apparates, apparates himself down to the front door and goes out through that and slams mm-hmm. that shut. So now Remus is loose in the house, but he's the only one there. Right. He can't get to Bella anymore. It took me a few readings to figure out what that was, because at first I thought, like, he threw open the front door and ran out into the night. So did he leave the werewolf to run out into the night? No, no. He was running out. Yeah, <laughs> he know. runs out and, and locks Remus in the house. Yeah. So he's just barred him from the room with Bella's corpse in it mm-hmm. and the rest of the neighborhood. Right. And hopefully the house is sturdy enough to keep him in. Yes. And so when we go on to chapter 31, which for some reason is labeled chapter 30 in the actual text, but it's the only one that has a header like that. So yeah. Yeah, Actually, the next one says it's 31, but it's actually 32. And then the rest of them don't. It's very strange. Yeah. So some something must have happened at some point while... Jedi Rita was putting these together and they were originally going to be those numbers and another chapter got in there somewhere. Or, I don't know. Yeah. So we basically get a summary from Neville. He can't remember most of the rest of what happens, understandably enough, but they yeah. end up taking them all to Tonks's flat to stay the night because mm-hmm. they need to stay somewhere. Yeah. And, and they kind of sneak in and try to get past yes. the nosy neighbor, it seems to me. It's like that scene from Fantastic Beasts. Mm-hmm. Yes, or the um, where Tina. What is it, Agent Carter? I think it's I think it's Agent Carter where she at some point has Jarvis yes. in her room, and there aren't yes. supposed to be any no, men in no the building. No men in there at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, 
they takes them a while, understandably, to actually get to sleep. But mm-hmm. he must have, because he opens his eyes and there's light coming in. And yeah. Snape is there waking him and Harry up. And Come they're on, we have to get heading out. back to the house. You'd think they would go to Hogwarts or something. It would be safer. Well, but they need... Snape knows that Remus is likely to hurt himself. So Snape wants to get to Remus as quickly as possible. Well, then he can uh, go. The kids are just kind of collateral damage. Yeah, I don't know. Snape just wants to get everything done in one thing instead of having to come back, I guess. Yeah. And, cause Harry and also, says, Tonks has to go to work. Yeah. Should so. we stay here? And he says, no, it's not safe. And Tonks has to go to work. So the boys get dressed and get their shoes on. And Remus tries to give him toast. And Snape's like, we don't have time. You mean Tonks. Tonks, Remus yeah. isn't there. Remus isn't there. And Harry's like, why? Bella's dead. Why are we hurrying? Yeah. And Basically, they have to get Remus out of the crime scene before anybody shows up and finds out what actually happened. Yeah. And he's also worried about him having hurt himself. And they end up, once we get there, Remus is, in fact, pretty beat up, and they have to mm-hmm. take him to St. Mungo's. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Dumbledore needs like, to But how did that happen? I thought she was dead. And it's like, yeah, but she wasn't the one who hurt him. <laughs> yeah, he just tore himself to pieces. Because, uh, you know, A, werewolf, B, Remus, guilt complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Snape carries him down and apparates him to St. Mungo's while Dumbledore and the boys take a muggle cab to the hospital. And Dumbledore sort of magics his clothes different while he's in the cab. And the cabbie just pretends like he didn't see anything. Yeah. He's got a suit and a bowler hat, which is kind of fun. Oh, man. I feel like Dumbledore would look rather odd even in a suit and a bowler hat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he would. From the several feet of hair and all of that. And Harry's like, well, he took the wolfsbane. He shouldn't have hurt himself. And Dumbledore says, well, it doesn't cancel out the werewolf's nature. We're going to have to wait and let Lupin tell us what's wrong. I thought it did. It just keeps sort of mind. Yeah, it gives them their human mind, but he's already been, you know, riled up and was attacking Bellatrix anyway. And then... You know, how much are you going to keep the wolf in check when it's got blood right there? Mm-hmm. Uh, true, that's true. Yeah. It's like the vampire. You don't want to be bleeding when you're near a vampire. That's just well, not a good thing. Unless it's Leslie Nielsen, then it's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> so Minerva's going to come and take the boys back to Grimold Place, but they have to wait a little bit. And Neville sees blood on Snape's coat and a smear of blood on his cheek and he tries to tell Snape that he's got blood on him and then he starts to faint and things are all just muddled. It's a little too much for him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Dumbledore tells him there's nothing to be ashamed of. He's had a rough night, which is true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he eventually manages to point out to Snape, you know, you've got blood on you and Snape goes and cleans it up. Yeah. That's easier for Neville. And finally, McGonagall takes the boys back and says, you know, you guys go get some rest and I'm going to clean up the mess. <laughs> she says, would you like some lunch first? And they're like, no, <laughs> not at all. Nope, nope, nope. And Harry wants to know if he's all right. And he explains about seeing the blood. And But Harry's talking about having been tortured. Right. And he says, oh, well. You know, I did what my mother came up with, and it worked. I was okay. And so they 
get into bed and just sort of lay there. Yeah. Be company for each other. Mm-hmm. They, they don't really fall asleep, but they are quiet for a while. And then Harry admits that, you know, this whole thing is a bit much. It's just all these things happening at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, well, that's how it usually happens to him. Mm-hmm. And Harry says, you know, I, I couldn't bear it if you actually died. I don't want anyone to, to die. No. And he starts crying, and so does Neville. Mm-hmm. And then Harry. And it's, it's good for them. Yeah, Harry starts to really grieve Sirius as well. Yeah. You know, killing her didn't bring him back. No. It doesn't work. It doesn't work that and way. And he's still blaming himself. For you know, not doing what Snape said, he didn't really work at it, which to some extent is true. Mm-hmm. Yep, but it's also partly Snape's fault for not being a good teacher, and it's a whole bunch yeah. of things. So. All sorts of stuff coming together. But this does get Harry to admit that Snape is actually on their side, even if he isn't a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can try not blaming other people for things. Although, you know, you shouldn't blame yourself for a bunch of things either. Yeah. But that's a step too far for Harry to figure out at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they do finally fall asleep. And they wake up later that evening in the next chapter. The, the light has faded. Yeah. And Tonks is there, and she's got completely white hair, which she decided on because it's the only thing that didn't clash with all her bruises. <laughs> at how surprised Neville is. Yeah, it freaks Neville out. Your hair's all white! <laughs> well, Boy. you know, she, she's used to her being quite brightly colored. Mm-hmm. True. And she's she has made some pot noodles. Cauldron noodles, yeah. Yeah. Slaved all day over a hot stove. And so she yep. makes some for them, and she wants to know how Lupin's doing. Yeah. And he says, you know, he's in bad shape, but he'll get better, hopefully. Yeah. And it kind of messed up the laboratory, and then Neville's like, hey, wait a minute, it's still the full moon. Shouldn't we finish that yeah. ritual we were going to do? And, How is it uh, still the full moon? Well, it's like three days of a full moon. It is? Yeah. In, in Harry Potter-verse, the, the werewolves turn for three days out of the month. Oh. It's like the day leading up to it, the day where it's happening, and the day where it's mm-hmm. tipping over the other way. So yeah. right now, yeah. it's the day I remember after. that being a thing. Yeah, I've heard that before, too. Is that a canon thing? I don't know. I don't know for sure. It's a Buffy thing, so they may have, people may have lifted it from there, because uh, it's canon in Buffy that, you know, they're werewolves for three days. I can't remember if we it's, actually it's know. It's in a lot of fanfic. We know that he misses at least one day for Snape to be a teacher and try and get them to learn about werewolves, but right. I don't know if we hear... How long that lasts? I think he he's missed more than a more than one day of of teaching, but that could also be just you know it's tough work turning into a werewolf and he needs to rest up again afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, it's hard to know. I don't think it's directly canon, but I think it. I know for sure it's canon. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So you know, so this they started it the previous night, and Bella interrupted. They went to Tonks' place and slept. They came back here and slept again, but it's still the same day. So it's only one day after they had started doing this. Right. So they. And I don't know whether, you know, maybe it just has to be in close conjunction and not 
one specific hour that it can happen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tonks is saying, well, I guess we'll just have to wait till next month. And Neville's like, do we have to? Harry and me know all the spells and we've been drilling. We could just help you. And she's like, well, no offense, but two kids. Oh, but Harry's really powerful, says Neville. And Neville's nothing to sneeze at. He's got a good wand. New wand, says Harry. And so they talk her into it, which I don't think really takes a whole lot of talking into. Yeah. She's Mm -hmm. the kind of person that would just go for this. Of course. So they troop upstairs and light the lamps and find that it's been all cleaned out. McGonagall did a good job. Mm -hmm. That's good. It's like, all right, let's set this thing up. And it, then they find out that she's not going to do it all, that they each need to take a piece. And they're like, but but we thought we were just going to help you. <laughs> and she's like, nope, you all have nope. to do it. And he's like, no, I don't think I can do that. I always mess things up. And Harry says, when was the last time you messed things up? Because I can't remember. Was it last night when you risked your life to protect me and give Tonks a chance to recover? Was it when you figured out something was wrong with your parents and finally got Dr. Driftwood sacked? Or maybe you're talking about when we did the purification spell and you did everything perfectly and fought off the evil spirits. You're a very powerful wizard. That's what Neville needs to hear. You're Frank and Alice Longbottom's son, and that is very special. Aww. Yeah. Oh, I was waiting for that puke at the end of that because... <laughs> That's what Trisha yeah. would have said. I have looked up the the werewolf portion on the Harry Potter wiki, uh-huh. and it says, as far as the actual description goes, there was on Pottermore, is that um, it's only the one night that the transformation happens, but it's preceded and succeeded by several days of you know frailty and ill health, uh-huh. that makes which sense. does make sense because if there were you know, three days surrounding it, we wouldn't have the surprise with, oh, there's moonlight. Oh, whoops, wolf now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Whereas, for so for, for Potterverse, it's when the full moon has completely risen in the sky is when the werewolf changes. But, yeah. So this must have been, like, this, this is the night where it became full, and then we're on the the day immediately following that right. at this point. Going into evening, but still not quite there, maybe. Yeah. So they they do it, and they all work together, and because Snape's drilled them and drilled them and drilled them, they do everything perfectly, and it works. That's good. Yeah. And Tong says, congratulations, I dare say even old Snape will be impressed. And they're like, Yeah. <laughs> Old Snape. He's not that old. Nope. I bet he will be too, says Harry. Mm. And I love Neville. And I'm not even tired. And she's like, yeah, just a minute. <laughs> wait five yeah, minutes, wait you're going to be out cold. A, a and crash. And as predicted, they are, even by the time they get to their room, by the time Neville gets to his room, he's yawning. And he says, that was awesome. It must be what it was like to be you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don't be me. Be yourself. That's the way I like you, says Harry. Yep. So Neville gets to wind up the day feeling pretty good. He does. And then we go to Snape, who's staying near St. Mungo's. And, you know, he's the expert on wolf spade potion, so he's got to be there for that. And 
Mm-hmm. He just, you know... Yeah, he's there to advise the meta-wizards and consult with Dumbledore about Bellatrix the Strange and various other solid practical mm-hmm. things, and not at all because he's at all worried about Remus Lupin, because oh, that God, would just be no. silly. Why would that be? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> so, do outsiders know that Bella was killed by a werewolf? No. No. They don't know she was they killed at all. They don't even know she was killed. They're, they're hiding that whole thing. Yeah. They just all know. They okay, know so Bella that... has nothing to do. Okay, okay. Yeah. Remus I didn't think so, but then I wasn't sure. A bit mauled, and he told them he's a werewolf, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, mauled himself. That happens. Mm. And, and so and Remus just sleeps the days. When he's awake, he doesn't speak or eat. And normally, uh, lycanthropes are ravenous when the, during the full moon period. And so the Mediwizards are very concerned because he's not eating and he's, his health is declining. And everybody, you know, a parade of visitors carefully screened by Dumbledore come through and he ignores them all. Yeah. Dumbledore's tried to talk to him. Molly's tried to talk to him. It's not working. Minerva tried scolding him and. Dumbledore is starting to wonder if they should let Harry give it a try, and Snape says that's not wise. No. Yeah. He says, well, how about you? You've always had a way with words. Yeah. Oh, lovely. So he tries to tell him that's ridiculous, mm-hmm. but eventually Dumbledore cajoles him into going in there. So he, go- he goes in and just says, wake up. You're being dramatic. Eat. <laughs> Chicken soup and a pot of tea. Yeah. And eventually he says, I'll grant you that eating Bellatrix Lestrange would destroy anyone's appetite, but I'm sure the soup will clear your palate. Yeah. And Remus just glares at him and calls him a rude name. Yes. He says, you have ten seconds to sit up and start eating, or I will pour this soup in your face. <laughs> and Remus just turns away and he's like, I don't make idle threats, Lupin. And Remus says, I just want to get it over with. Get what over with? You know, why are they going to heal me if they're just going to kill me? And We're not going to kill you. We haven't told anybody. Have you not heard what Dumbledore's been saying? No, not at all. No, I haven't listened to him. (laughs) Yeah, so now get up and eat. But he can't have the chicken soup because he doesn't want any meat. Mm -hmm. I don't blame him. (laughs) Yeah. Snape's like a vegetarian werewolf. Now I've seen everything. (laughs) Yeah. And Remus is upset because he ate Bella. And Snape says, well, I think even Sirius would appreciate what you've done, your method of avenging him. And he's just like, oh. He says, yes, I expect he would. (laughs) He's resigned to it. And Snape tries to get him to sit up, and he just sort of leans against him. And continues crying in Snape's robe fronts, and he's just not quite sure what to do with this. I can't Uh, imagine he would be. And then he apologizes. I'm sorry I attacked you if I had bitten you. And Snape says, but you didn't. Therefore, I forgive you. Now eat. Yes, and this is where they switch the soup for vegetarian Mm -hmm. vegetable broth. Just He just taps the tray and tells it what he wants, which yeah. would be very handy. Like yeah, I would like having a tray like that. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, come home from well, work and order up that, something. That would be nice, except on the days that you don't know what you want. Yes, that's true. But then you I'm just say, surprise me. <laughs> that could be dangerous, depending on how many settings your tray has. Yeah, oh, that's true. 
I don't know if, I suppose it could also just be the hospital house elves or something. It may not mm-hmm. be the tray itself. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that it's like the the menus at the the ball, you know, where you just yes. spoke into it. I'm sure the house elves just send up whatever and change it in and out magically. Mm-hmm. So. And we move on to the final chapter, mm-hmm. which is 34, but labeled 35, just to be interesting. Contrary. <laughs> yep. And Professor McGonagall brings the letters herself because she's been staying with them during the day while Remus recovers. And I'm going to sneeze. Bless you. <laughs> Excuse me. Whoop. <laughs> Scared the cat. <laughs> Which one? Alex. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird cat isn't there. Oh, uh, the boyfriend? No, he hasn't come in yet tonight. <laughs> He'll be here later, I'm sure. He waits until I'm in bed, and then he sneaks in, and I can hear him going, crunch, 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 crunch. Hmm. So, they've been having a fairly quiet few weeks. There was a bit of excitement when they discovered that they actually managed to cleanse the laboratory the way they wanted mm-hmm. to, but there's too much else going on. Dumbledore, at least, was pleased, which Neville enjoys. Yes. <laughs> and so, they've mostly just been doing their summer assignments and working in the greenhouse, Neville doesn't tell anybody about resisting the Cruciatus because no. it just never really seems the right, like the right time and he's not Nobody sure would believe, believe him. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he figures he knows and that's enough. Yeah. He'll just share it with a few of his friends and, you know, they've got his mother's memories so they know they've got the basis of how this is supposed to work and they can figure it out themselves. And then finally, Remus comes back from St. Mago's and they're both excited to see him and they let him know about the all the stuff they did with the laboratory Mm -hmm. oh excellent job boys wouldn't you agree professor he might but he's not going to admit it (laughs) yes and he says i dare say they managed just as well as if you'd done the work yourself which he's obviously not going to agree to no no says well they didn't completely botch the job. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, your potion master says you didn't botch the job. Has anyone ever received such high praise from him before? And Snape's like, I liked it better when you were comatose. <laughs> yes. And then Gran is declared fit to be released from the hospital. So Neville's going to return home with her, and Harry gets to spend the last week of summer with the Weasleys at the burrow. Mm-hmm. And they pack everything up. They have a huge breakfast that Harry actually makes and is really quite good. Yep, Um, no one's very cheerful about it. I'm surprised no one comments on this. He's getting ready to flew to the Weasley's place. and Oh, but I forgot Ron's Quidditch magazines. No, you didn't. They're in there. I'm sure I left one in in the library. Come with me to look, please. Yes, and he basically just wants to tell Neville that he's happy he's friends with him, but he can't quite manage to say that, and mm-hmm. he asks him, write to me, won't you? It's like, well, I'm going to see you in another week when we're back at school, but yeah, he wants him to write anyway. These two are full on the uptake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, Neville has a friend. He does. And then he gets to the grandmother's hospital room, and she's getting her hair dyed lavender by Beauty Witch. Mm-hmm. And, and she didn't realize it was already the time he was supposed to come mm-hmm. pick her up. So he says, well, uh, go visit your parents. I'm going to need at least another hour. <laughs> and the Mediwitch keeps calling her uh, Mrs. L. And she's like, if you call me that again, 
She's going to stick her wand up her nose. Mm, like the troll. It would be great fun. And as he goes up to the spell damage ward, he runs into Dr. Chatterjee. Mm-hmm. Says, oh, goodness gracious, Mr. Wheelbarrow, I didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> I like her a lot. I know. I wonder how much of that is just she's really that absent-minded or she does it on purpose. I think she does it on purpose. I think it's a it's a whole ruse that she does that just kind of keeps people out of her space. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It could work either way, and it's probably somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. I know for sure she plays it up when Snape's around because it annoys him. Oh, yes. And here she tells Neville, ah, new school term starting soon. You must be looking forward to having potions with Professor Snape. <laughs> He's like, uh, oh, yeah. I never had potions again, but thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she tells him that she'll take good care of her, his parents while they're gone, and and that there's not really been a lot of change. Mm -hmm. So he comes and talks to his dad for a bit, and he doesn't really... It's got to happen at least once. Yep. So he goes over to sit with his parents, and he starts talking to his dad about some of the things that happened. And he, He talks about the laboratory, but he doesn't tell them about the Cruciatus because he figures it would upset them. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't mention Remus being a werewolf and all of that. Right. But, you know, he talks to, he says, you know, we were trying this thing and there was a problem that, but then me and Harry did it the next week, the next day, mm-hmm. and it all worked and we fixed it ourselves. And, well, with talks too. I probably <laughs> like her. I like her. But we did all the spells and I, I did stuff too. I wasn't just handing them stuff and... I do miss your wand, but my new wand is doing really well. And and his mother is just there brushing his hair. And she starts humming the old lullaby that she sung to the doll when he was there before. And I think maybe he saw it in her memory. Yeah. And so he starts singing along. Or actually, as she's humming, he starts remembering what the words should be. And so he starts singing them. Mm -hmm. And she sort of slows her brushing and then she looks at him and his dad actually looks at him and focuses on him, which hasn't happened in years. Right. And she brushes her hand against his face and calls him my baby. My baby. And that is the end of the story. Yep. Um, You know, they're not fixed, but there's progress. Mm -hmm. There's some things happening. Progress is good. And you know, I like a good fic where the long bottoms actually do come back to themselves and they manage to heal them and such because mm-hmm. it's always nice to see that kind of things we like to give our our favorite characters their family back and so right and, or like when harry gets adopted by somebody and has a actual nice family instead of the dursleys or <laughs> things like that we we enjoy those stories but it's nice to see ones like this too where it's like not everything has a miraculous magical solution right mm-hmm. and yeah i like She's she's left it open because there's there's obviously some progress from where they were at the beginning of this story. So maybe that will keep going and maybe he does get to have them back in another year or two. But mm-hmm. for now, it's just the first few steps. Baby steps. Mm-hmm. Baby steps are good. Well, he's made friends with Harry. Better friends, anyway. Yeah, which is nice because he's lonely and he, you know, he watches this trio and he wishes he could be part of it. And he's always sort of liked Harry and wanted to be Harry's friend. So this was a great opportunity for him. 
I don't know how all these kids survived the traumatic childhoods they had. I mean, Harry had it bad, but Neville had it bad, too, with his domineering grandmother and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's Ron with his inferiority complex and yeah. Hermione with her sublimated inferiority complex. And <laughs> yeah. You say that word and all I can hear is Jen say that word in Master Fake. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah I, Voldemort you know. probably has an inferiority complex too. I don't know. He's got something going on. Um, yeah, he just there's it. not a lot of mental health in the wizarding world. No, <laughs> no, there's not. Yeah, you know, some of the the more well-adjusted people seem to be like Charlie, who you know runs off to be with dragons all the time, which mm-hmm. is you know, not necessarily that well-adjusted. No, but you know, dragons. Mm-hmm. Dragons are fun. Yeah. Dragons are cool, and you know he knows what he's doing. So at least there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. This was I, it was a fun story. I like seeing Neville kind of come into his own. Mm-hmm. And like Scott said, I really like seeing Neville's parents have at least the opportunity to get better. Yeah. And I liked the idea of her passing him little hints in the candy wrappers and, you know, cause we know that she gave him yeah, candy that's wrappers. That's a fun use of that. Yeah. So actually having a point to them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just, it's a, I just thought it was a fun story. There's some neat little fleshing out of the wizarding world and things mm-hmm. like their, their rituals that they do and, uh, you know, getting possessed by the ghost of Regulus or Regulus or however you pronounce mm-hmm. his name. <laughs> yeah. And uh, all of that sort of stuff. Although I guess this was before we knew that he was a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so or she's too. choosing not to, to deal with that. Or maybe it's just the, the general darkness of the workroom is, yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was mm-hmm. not the story I was expecting. Like I thought I had, I recognized the title and thought I had read it before and had not. You know, I was thinking it would be more like probably sixth, seventh year because that's when Canon Neville really did his, you know, progress and becoming a new person. But uh, mm-hmm. this was interesting too. The the idea of Harry having some company at Grimmel Place was nice and. Mm-hmm. Neville having some company in general was good. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I kind like... of like Gran in the hospital. She's fun. Yeah, she's kind of fun. She doesn't take anything from anybody. No. <laughs> Although no. she's probably terrible for the people who actually have to take care of patients. Mm-hmm. You realize smoking is not going to help your health. <laughs> yeah, well. No. <laughs> when has that ever stopped anybody from doing anything? Yes. Yeah. And just, yeah, just the watching the whole, you know, watching her all the way around. She's just a hoot in the hospital. And it's nice for, for Neville to have a break from that, you know, to be a, a bachelor, mm-hmm. although he's probably very sick of witch abyss and cauldron noodles. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, really? He's got to learn some things from Harry, class. apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was nice for Neville and Harry and Remus all to have some part in taking down Bellatrix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was kind of good closure for them. Yeah. Although obviously we like the the way it happened in canon as well. But. Not my daughter. Not my daughter, you bitch. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of up until that we kind of expected really wanted, it to be Neville. Yeah, Neville to yeah. to do it, but to get that chance. 
There's a so great... he does kind of in this one, although Remus gets most of the credit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well... Not that he'd want it. Those teeth, no. you know. But yeah, thanks for finding this. I don't know who recommended it. We yeah, tried to look that up before and I couldn't find it. But Recommended it on the forum and I read it, but I got the Slash version of it. And I was like, I don't know if we're going to want to do Slash on the podcast. And somebody said, oh, well, there's a non-Slash version, so... Have we not done Slash on the podcast? We've done a little... I feel like we have A little point. Remus. There has to have been uh, somewhere serious. in the Sirius or something like that. Yeah. Oh, Shoebox. Yeah. Shoebox and... Yeah. Um, and I'm sure uh, Snape Harry has come up at least enough to mention that we think it's weird. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, there's another one. Um, something Harry. We haven't done much. We haven't since we sort of became became the full time hosts because we tend to stick to canon pairings a lot. But mm-hmm. I say we should branch out. You mm-hmm. want to do slash? Yeah. Sure. Stealing Harry is slash barely. Oh, yes. When did we do that? Third season. I don't remember if I was. Hosting or listening to those ones. <laughs> yeah, I think or, or if we really want to branch out and do Femflash, that's totally fine by me. <laughs> I could do that. Yeah. Find a good Tonks Flurfic or something. <laughs> well, there's a pairing I've never thought of. You guys mm. find it and we'll do it. Wow. I just looked up Stealing Harry to see who was in this. Yeah. And it's got 2,691 downloads. Wait. Yeah. Hmm. There you I, go. I know Chi was in a few of these. Rin is in this one. Oh. Oh, and Mullind is in, in it, too. Oh. Hmm. Mm, and I did wreck a couple of fix a few days ago. There's one that I don't think ever got finished, but it's each chapter is Harry Potter as written by and then different authors, hmm. which I thought was really, really cool. So it doesn't really hmm. have to be finished because it's not... If I recall yeah. correctly... They're each a standalone thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I recall correctly, yeah, I, think, I think they are. It'd be fun to do, I don't know if I can still find it, I'm afraid it might have been, uh, can Sirius and Remus come out to play or whatever, uh, the author of Away from the Sun. Oh. Mm, But somebody several years ago did the talk by each of the different, by, I don't know, I think they did seven hours. Well, it was different people. So I know Arthur did one. I know Remus did one. I know Snape did one, which was hilarious. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, there was different ones. I think the twins did one. <laughs> so that would be kind of fun to do that little series if I could find it. But if mm-hmm. she's yeah. the one that did them, then I won't I won't be able to find it because almost all of her stuff has been taken down or all of her stuff's been taken down. Mm-hmm. But Well, but yes, this was our last podcast of season eight so mm-hmm. uh, hopefully you enjoyed our coverage of becoming neville and if you enjoyed this and you haven't listened to the hundreds of episodes beforehand feel free to go <laughs> back and find them there were some other funny kooky folks who started out the podcast and then we joined in several years on the line and we've got a few years under our belts now doing this as well yeah. and we've got lots of lots of different kinds of fix covered it's not all the similar thing, although, as I mentioned, we do tend to sway towards canon pairings. There are also other ones. And there's all sorts of wacky, kooky things that happen in the various tangents that we go on, too, because that <laughs> seems to be what we do. Yeah, uh, we... Squirrel! Yeah. 
<laughs> yes. And if the tangents are the thing that you like, you can also go and find us on Point of View Weekly, where we occasionally try to have a topic, but usually just end up rambling about our lives. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah. And sadly, the last one we recorded did not record. So uh, actually, it recorded, uh, but then when we finished it, <laughs> right, eaten, computer right, died. Computer died in yes. the middle and it, it did not come back. Which is really sad because we did the, it was the 20th anniversary and it was a really good podcast. Speaking of anniversaries, today is the seventh anniversary of when I got the shorting hat. Aww. Uh So. Very nice. Very nice. That was very cool. And, and speaking we- of the sorting hat, if you would like to have Sue sort you, you could come over to our forums at potterficforum.com, and uh, that is probably the most active thread on the forum is the sorting things. Mm-hmm. That or open mic. Probably yeah. open mic, I Actually, suppose. Actually, there's but. been quite a bit going on right now about the the fic that the guy wrote, the uh, psychic serpent, thinking he was reading something else. Oh, <laughs> Yes. Yes, there was a Twitter thread a while ago. I just don't understand how that happened. I I don't get it. Yeah, I know. It's because there was, at some point in the early fandom, there was, uh, people had bundled together, like, e-books of the first five books, and the fifth book was actually Psychic Serpent. It was called The Order of the Phoenix, but wasn't. But but he had all seven books. But he might have had them all as e-books. Oh. Mm-hmm. I think these that were digital copies of things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This was a you know pirated collection, and one of them happened to be swapped out. And we don't know whether six and seven were also or not. They might have been if they were you know the first four oh. books and then Barb's trilogy. That um, would just be hysterical if somebody gave somebody who had no idea what Harry Potter was like fanfic, but each of the books was like a different stick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah, we could end it off with the seventh world crux. It'd be great. Oh, that'd be so funny. (laughs) Depending on what the fix were, it would be a lot of, you know, tone whiplash. Like, start with Zaysha Khan's year one and then go to something completely different. I was like, wait, isn't Harry at Slytherin? No? No. What? (laughs) What happened? Wait a minute, I'm confused. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Anyhow. As usual, we don't really have a way of ending off our podcast, but hopefully you enjoyed it and feel free to make recommendations to us for stories for the next season. We may not take them. We may not take all of them. We may take some of them. Um, yeah. but you know, it's always good to have options and we don't know all the fix out there by any means because there are millions of them. Yeah. Uh, yep. So send so, us what you like. Yeah. Drop by the forum at potterficforum.com or you can find us on Facebook at the Poufwa Facebook group, which is P-O-U-F-W-A. And, uh, that's where we post when our episodes go out and various other random things vaguely related to Harry Potter. Um, or today, Doctor Who. <laughs> yes, well, also fandom things. There so you go. excited. So excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. I have to catch up on the rest of this current series. I still haven't seen the last three, four episodes. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. And there's a Christmas one, obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh, speaking of, speaking of the announcement, so... You know, all the hype about everybody complaining about how the new doctor is a woman. Mary, Miriam Webster tweeted, doctor does not have a gender. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Doctor is not a gendered noun in English. Yep. Yeah. Yes. One of my other 
I say friends, really uh, acquaintances I know because I watch them on online things. Mm-hmm. But uh, they tweeted out, you know, uh, dictionary shade is best shade. <laughs> and quoted that. That's fun. Uh, it's fun. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll be regardless of what direction she takes it in. It'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. some different stories. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I hope there isn't half a season of, oh, gosh, she's a woman. What to do? But oh, cool. I'm not. It seems yeah. to me, I, I was listening to the They have been today. setting it up They've been to this, I think. So mm-hmm. hopefully it'll all work out. And apparently the new writer is also the writer or one of the writers of Broadchurch, which is probably why he brought yes, her the, in. Yes, the new showrunner is showrunner. Chris Chibnall. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the was Broad- the runner for Broadchurch or maybe still is. So... They have a already good working relationship, and I really like her in Broadchurch. So um, mm-hmm. I'm really looking. I don't think to I've her. seen her. Is she in the first season? Yes, she's the mother of the boy that dies. Okay, she's just dead. different hair color. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. I know, because I didn't recognize who it was. I was like, gosh, she looks familiar, but I have no clue. And then I sent Ryan a thing and said, "Hey, female doctor," and he's like, "Really? Did that just drop?" And I said, "Yeah." And I sent him the name, and he went, "Oh, from Broadchurch." And I was like. So then I went back and looked at her, and I was like, yeah, Beth with blonde hair. Okay, that works. So, and you're right. She does remind me of Amy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially the the art that's posted from it, like because mm-hmm. that was sort of modeled after Helen Mirren a little bit. Yeah. And then, oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she was one that, you know, people were banding about would be fun as a doctor. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of Amy, so having just watched... Episode two of the reincarnation, so to speak, of, of Donna Noble. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there going, one of those priestesses looks so freaking familiar, and I couldn't figure it out. And then it suddenly dawned on me, like, it, as we were watching the following episode, I was like, oh my god, it's Amy Pond. <laughs> there you go. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. And then, of course, Lucius is, um, Peter, what the heck is his last name? Capaldi. So we've got a lot of recurring characters, well, recurring actors mm-hmm. in that episode. Oh, yes, yeah. The Fires of Pompeii. Yeah. 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 We knew that. And that's, that's supposedly, there's sort of some wibbly wobbly mythic thing. Tiny like that he's, he's taking his face from that encounter with mm-hmm. the guy from Pompeii. Yeah. And that's why he looks like that now. You know, but. Ah. Although. Peter Capaldi also co- played a completely unrelated guy in Torchwood, so they're just sort of ignoring that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I, I thought he really came into himself. Once he started playing the guitar, he he had fully embraced the Doctor, and I think he really did a good job. Yeah. And I like the, the Nandu, non, whatever that guy's name is, I can't say. And I really, Nardo? Yeah, and I really liked Bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have some vague ideas about what happens to her, but I haven't actually seen those. So, yeah. Well, if you uh, need a podcast to listen to, the Oodcast is quite wonderful. And this season, they've done they're doing three things that they like about each episode, and then one thing they don't like very much. Mm-hmm. So they're fairly short episodes. But the last one of this arc, uh, they threw all that out the window and just chatted, and it was it was quite wonderful. So that's fun. But we should say goodnight, and I should go down and see if Mom got everything taped down before my brother got here. We 
have tried to end the podcast about four times, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's always part of the course for us. So, you know, yeah. maybe some of this will get edited out, depending on how, how much Sue's feeling like doing that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but wherever you are, whether you're listening as this has just dropped or you're coming to us from the future or, you know, various places across the world, have a great day and hopefully you can join us again. Yeah. Good night. Night. Good night, everybody. There you go, folks. The last podcast of Season 8. We haven't started Season 9 yet, although we will uh, endeavor to do that. We're looking into fix now. But as for now, the podcast will be on hiatus, at least until the new year, probably closer to summer. So we will hopefully talk to you again in the next season. Take care. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.